Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 63. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews and special guest in Colorado, ethicist and writer for the Right Left Chronicles, Adam Steyer. Hi, you two. How are you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you, Connor? Uh, you know what? It, it is gloomy here, so I've got the lights on. And it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. So it's a real gloomy, ugly, indoor type day out here. How are you guys doing? I'm cold. I'm just perpetually cold. I feel like I live in Canada. <laughs> and compared to you two, I am in the South. I've got pants that are lined with knee boots on in the house. <laughs> That's just sad. Yeah. I'm in a log cabin with uh, my Star Wars pajamas on and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it, it could be worse. We could be in Russia, where they just recorded an 88.6 degrees Fahrenheit in the minus. Ouch. Oh was that like the closer that you got to Vladimir Putin? The, the cold? <laughs> uh, it was 3,000 kilometers east or something, or 3,000 miles, I don't know, east of Moscow. So, Adam, you just published a, an article on the Right Left Chronicles on memes and the toll that memes are, are basically taking on our, on our minds, on our brains, on our society. Tell us a bit yeah. about that. Well, you know, um, it, I would say the research still could be a little in its infancy. It's only been going on for a few years now, but um, I, I didn't expect to find what, what I did. And it appears that uh, Internet memes can actually cause that, like the least mental laziness because we're no longer formulating our own answers. We're, we're going to a Google search or maybe even a, a bank of these that we keep on our phone or laptop and using those to respond instead of formulating our own opinion. But it can also lead to addiction in, in, in some cases, in some extreme cases, which we all have that person that we know that will post just like meme after meme after meme. After meme. After yeah. meme. And that, that is a form of addiction because it does actually uh, give you an endorphin release. You get a reward from doing it. it, it and the, the deeper I delved into it, it was, actually, uh, it was actually kind of alarming. Well, actually, Facebook turns your status now into sort of a graphic meme, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, which is, which is weird. I, I guess I never think about that to right now because I never play with that stupid thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we're long-winded. We're writers, so we write a lot, and it doesn't form the meme kind of graphic if you're, you know, you're... That's post. right. That's right. why I stopped doing it, because I would start writing with one of them, and then it would just disappear, and I'd be like, what the <laughs> 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 like, Sorry, you used more than 10 words. We can't, we can no longer put a nice graphic behind that. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry. It's almost like it's rewarding people to keep their statuses uh, short, which I thought that was what, what Twitter was for. Uh, yeah, well, you know? Twitter just increased the 140 character limit to 280, didn't they? How gracious of them. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, I think that was all for Trump, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't even, I haven't read a, a tweet in, in a long time. They really should take his Twitter account away from him. Oh no, it's a, it's a grand source of entertainment for, for days on end. Oh, I, I would hate it if they took it away. What would I do? Just what would we talk about? Yeah. Exactly. We just, just do a 15 minute spot on television and do his thing anyway. So it's almost like uh, these sites are also they want people to to use these shorter phrases and sentences, which is not which is not good cognitively speaking as well, because it also, it lessens our our ability to respond in normal conversation. People put a lot of weight on the Internet. They'll sit there and they'll they'll update their statuses and they'll rarely speak face to face because Absolutely. you can't you can't use a meme. I can't hand you, I can't print a meme and hand it to you on the train. But they also paint a picture, you know? Yeah. Um, Divorce attorneys are even talking about the social media picture one spouse might paint. Social media in general? Yeah, Yeah, in general, but you you can make these memes say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. There's websites you can upload any image you like, add text to it, and boom, you're done. Yeah. Or, you know, some people will even use their own images Mm -hmm. and then use lines, you know, or quotes. Right. From from Othanat, you know, wherever they find them, wherever they Google them. That's correct. And that's another question. And that's more on the ethical side as well, is what right do we have to take an image of somebody else and create something that has a meme that could be embarrassing for that person it could also be offensive it could cause all kinds of consequences for that person even unforeseen consequences as far as them taking their own life is it possible absolutely we've seen what happens when when young kids in high school become embarrassed teased bullied even to an extent where they've taken their own life and the use of a meme could be a form of cyberbullying. I I can see that. And as to where you're saying with like divorce attorneys looking at that is where maybe spouses are using the images and creating memes to make that person look bad. It's a, it's an ethical stew that's that's had a lot of questions. And the truth is is I I don't know how to answer them all yet. Exactly, and no one does because it's still a new territory. Right. It's- like the wild wild west there's so many issues that the internet brings up but one of the things you talked about in the article was how basically these memes and other parts of the internet rewire our brains now back years ago when i took psychology Mm -hmm. they talked about physiological addiction and psychological Mm -hmm. addiction. Mm -hmm. Today, we're learning that there might not have been a psychological addiction because if you have a psychological addiction, it becomes physiological. Can you kind of explain that? Right. Uh, From a neurological standpoint, yes, it can rewire our brains because out of habit, we're creatures of repetition. We also like the reward that comes from the drugs are from whatever we are addicted to because again even images and memes can can trigger the endorphin release in our brains and so it would behove us if we were enjoying that to our brains would most likely want to rewire to say hey look give us that or we're going to make the symptoms like we look at heroin withdrawal people begin to uh experience really horrible nausea, shakes, bends, can't sleep, can't eat. And that's basically the body screaming, hey, where's my heroin, goddammit? Right. So is there a psychological tie to why the person becomes addicted? I, I still believe that there is, but I agree with what they're saying, that it's more of a physiological thing because of those symptoms. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. I mean, I just heard the other day that, for example, Bill and Linda Gates did not give their children even cell phones until they were age 14. Mm. Now, to a certain extent, all these social media, internet, computer people knew that these machines and what they do could become addictive. Oh, sure. And and they have very much protected their children because imagine, you know, creating a dependence at 30 or older. What about at eight? What about at eight? Maybe the first time, you know, just coming out of the gate. What about children that are born addicted? Exactly. We've seen that as well. So we know that that it's possible. I can watch my four-year-old niece teach my mom and my aunt how to use their electronic devices. On the other hand, though, so I see what you're saying is where by starting young, we, we increase the danger of addiction. Yes, but at the same time, we're also increasing the knowledge. These things are tools. It's how it's in how they're used. And like I said, with same with drugs and with people become addicted to things, we have to figure out what the underlining reason was. What are they escaping from? What are they trying to to compensate for to be addicted? Oh, absolutely. There's there's an underlying psychological issue. I mean, people become addicted to food. You can become addicted to anything. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Anything's anything can be an addiction. The the definition thereof is is anything that somebody does an obsessive amount of, whether it be um, an action or the use of a meme or the overuse of something that creates it or where they can no longer go day to day without doing it somehow like masturbation totally but i think everybody's <laughs> addicted to that <laughs> ibuprofen and masturbating i think are the top two addictions probably in the show. well i know that i guess what i'm saying is i think there might even be a deeper issue here and and i'm like you they're tools mm-hmm but at what point do we introduce this tool? How do we use this tool? Because right. in Silicon Valley, there are the techno geeks are sending their kids to school to private schools that have no technology. Well, and I agree with that. It's important for for us to keep to keep a firm foundation in in old school ways. Especially like I hear a lot of schools in in, in America, they don't really teach cursive anymore to kids. Yeah, yeah, well, I know they don't hear. They, Which they to me, a couple of years ago. I mean, I get it. I get it. At this, you know, we don't really use it anymore. But at the same time, we need to look at it more as a cognitive exercise and keeping our brains sharp and knowing how to to write by hand may become necessary at some point in your life, and and we should focus on on still learning the old ways. So to answer your question, when well, if we looked at it from a neurological standpoint, uh, we we tend to agree that 18 is when the brain is is developed. Should we should we then censor children from using electronic devices until then? Well, again, no. I think it's on the parents and the moderation there of the use because we see things like Leapfrog and other tools that prove to be beneficial for the child, even children who have autism that have benefited from using electronic devices in their developmental periods. So again, it's a tool. And I think that it falls, the responsibility falls on those who dictate how they're used. Exactly. I mean, I remember back when we used to memorize phone numbers and addresses. Mm-hmm. Now I basically don't know anybody's phone number. No, I, mean, I don't, I don't need to. I know. Yeah. I, I have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And it used to be if I wasn't home, f- it, leave a message. I'm busy. Exactly. Now I got this goddamn phone that. in my pocket everywhere I go. And people get pissed off at me for not answering, not accepting the idea that maybe I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's the problem is is that technology advances faster than, than we can understand it. 
kind of expanded it a little bit into social media in general because that's become such an issue. It's also some, a show that we covered before mm-hmm. uh, when the Facebook, the former Facebook owner came out for, you know, he wanted to confess to knowing it was addictive. Well, it's just like yeah. cigarettes. I mean, look at the tobacco companies. They knew too. Absolutely. But they also, they also knew how much money they could make. And, and I they think made it's a lot of money. With social media. They saw how much money yeah. they could make and they were like, F- it. Let's just yeah. do it anyway. And we'll apologize later. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah forgiveness is cheaper. Yeah. And I mean, that's just it. Now they're all filthy rich and they really don't give a shit what we think. No, no, no. That's true. No. But insofar as the men memes go, mm-hmm. reminds me of Mimi. Mimi, yeah. Mimi. <laughs> because I think that's kind of what develops. For look at me, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. It's about me. And I don't want it to be about anybody else. I don't want to have a face-to-face conversation. No, I want an easy out. And I don't yeah. want to be touched. No. People don't want to be touched. These millennials who actually grew up with more technology than any other generation, they don't want to be touched. Now. I know, and I love to touch them. That's one of my favorite things to do. Okay. If you go with a Freudian theory, mm. then their libido is being fulfilled by this addiction. Yes. If we were Sex gonna go... is going down with millennials. I yes, it is. Um, yes, I noticed that. I did in my own endeavors. So, um <laughs> it really I mean it really is. I you know, I I really noticed I think that on, about that group. They really could care less. I, I think they could really care less. They don't and, need um, it. I think that maybe maybe that's okay a little bit. <laughs> I thought so too. Until because I with a population expanding fire. the way it is and the, the state of our planet, I think having less children might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I guess if you equate sex and children, I sort of equate them as separate. But my empathy, it does happen. It is a problem with it. It sounds horrible to say, I know, but my empathy kind of extends like to people 100, 200 years from now versus the here and now with what's going on. And so I try to think about that far in the future, like, will we still be here, first of all, which I don't know yet. I can't answer that either. And second of all, you know, what direction do I want that to go? And so I think by kind of making sure that we're not having as many people here on the planet might not be a bad idea. But that's just my opinion. Okay, well, I guess, too, where I'm trying to draw this is Mm -hmm. that in this group and and maybe a little bit in what Generation Next and the millennials. Right. The Me Too movement started out as really horrible cases of sexual harassment and such. Right. Now it can be that someone who is in a position over you ask you out for a drink. Mm-hmm. Or you went out with a guy, agreed to have sex, and he just was really bad. Or even if you and change so positions later on, without asking, now you can, that can be considered rape. Yeah, well, there yeah. is an actor that this seems to be happening to him. And so I wonder if all of this is tied together. I think people are just if- afraid to touch and have sex with anybody because of all of that. I mean, oh yeah, if, I believe if you people... were going to college, I would probably stay abstinent as well because there's just no, you just never know. I've heard recordings of guys getting the girls to admit that they lied about being raped, but it doesn't matter. I mean, once you get those charges on you, yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're done. It doesn't go away. And it, even if you've true. proven innocent, 
people don't care. They don't. Their attention span isn't long enough to watch till the end. Exactly. And, but I, I sort of believe the mm-hmm. men kind of have contributed to this, this antisocial oh. behavior. Mm-hmm. Because it's when easy I, to it's easy to be a dick online. It is easy. Yeah, it's easy you to be what I mean? whatever it, you want to be. Right. And you would not. I tell people to challenge themselves like this. If you if you would run up to somebody and do that to them on the street, then go ahead and do it online. But if you, if you can't do that, if you couldn't walk up to somebody on the street and, and say what you were going to say or or show them a dick pic or give them a, a meme on the street, then you shouldn't do it online. You should behave the way you would in real life. But a lot of people don't. It's an it's an alter ego thing. And I absolutely agree that memes have played a large role in not only causing these problems, but desensitizing people to these problems. And, and it's shown that memes have the ability to take complex situations and reduce them to binaries basically rewriting your memories basically your brain says oh well this isn't as important as we deemed it would be so we're going to go ahead and delete the old memory of we thought it was super important and now we're going to change it to this memory that it's not as important as we thought does that make sense absolutely sounds like the dossier to me right (laughs) it does (laughs) it does we always get back to the dossier don't we yeah well it's um we need some dossier memes because I haven't seen one yet. Oh gosh, we do. That's true. Don't you dare. Um, <laughs> could I see social engineers? Because I'm sure social engineers have become a part of, of. They've integrated into politics, and I'm sure many politicians employ uh, social engineers. Uh, could I see them orchestrating memes? Because that's their job. Absolutely. Oh yeah. To I'm, credit I'm people. Sure, they already have. I mean, well, right. Vlad has, hasn't he? Putin. Isn't oh. that how he? I don't know what you're talking about. Vladimir Putin is a great man. I envy him. He is a good person. Please do not come to my house and kidnap me in the middle of the night. (laughs) Am I safe? Okay, good. Yeah, he's done all kinds of crazy shit. He was ex-KGB. I mean, who? that's just the shit we know about. I mean, this guy, that picture of him riding a bear with no shirt on, that's not a meme. That's actually him riding a bear with no shirt on. Oh, absolutely. I could not mess with that guy. He's he's got his finger in all kinds of pies, and one of those pies is, I think, uh, the president's. I'm not sure. <laughs> They're just buddy buddy, which is kind of weird. So anyway, I well, it's that, probably better to have them in your camp. What's yeah. that? It's probably you know keep your enemies close. Have them in your camp. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, put, yeah. Putin. I mean, if they wanted to go to war, they'll go to war. I mean, it'd be make a lot of money for everybody. But I think that he wants. He likes the secret behind the scenes control because he's ex KGB, and that's the way those guys roll. And so I think he just likes to be the behind the scenes guy and. I'm sure Trump isn't the only politician in that guy's pocket. He's got a lot of power. I wouldn't mess with the dude. Well, yeah, he's got control of an awful lot of our uranium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention he's got, like, you know, thousands of nuclear warheads still pointed at us, even though the Cold War is supposedly over. Oh, yeah. Who would have ever? Who, how could you ever believe the Cold War is over? It's not. I mean, we just said I, I mean, we did. Yeah, we, we said pretended. that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing. No, no, we just created more countries with more nuclear weapons. Yeah, yeah, now we got little Kim. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Little Kim. Yeah, it's just scary. Well, I noticed that as soon as Oprah did her speech and everybody was going Oprah for president, there was a lot of pictures in memes that appeared of Oprah seeming to pass a female off to Harvey Weinstein, who she was introducing her to. That did not meet a miss a beat. Literally, that meme was out the hour that someone it. said Oprah for president. And that would go to that would point to uh, that would point to somebody I believe 
that would have a meme addiction because that that's the way that their brain is wired now. So it's automatically looking for that next meme. An opportunity. Right. An opportunity to get its reward. And so kind of about uh, the Covifi thing. I mean, people had bought the domain names for Covifi. Covifi is that? <laughs> I've heard it pronounced every which way. Yeah. But they bought the domain names so fast it would make your head spin. I believe it because again, and okay. I think that's more just people trying to make make a buck. True. I mean, if you figure out a good domain name that you think some some big star or big company is going to want to buy, then goddamn right, you probably want to snatch that up pretty quick because you can turn around and sell it for a lot of money, right, Connor? You bet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I get that, but on, on the, the meme thing, it's just like, yeah, there are people that are in con- just like a drug addict looking for their next fix. This, the same with the meme addict. So, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that that meme with Oprah was probably up five minutes after <laughs> the comment was even made that inspired it. Absolutely. I follow both uh, Democratic and Republican pages on Facebook, and mm-hmm. there is—it's it, just basically a constant meme war. Mm-hmm. Because again, memes are memes are an easy way to do it. You don't have to sit there and think of an educated or a response that that shows that you have knowledge and understanding of all sides of the argument, not just your own, but that you're, you're prepared to offer solid discourse about it. No, you'd much rather just go get a funny picture. It says some stupid little, you know, parrot line on it, something that the candidate or some expert say said, and uh, and post that instead, and boom, you're done. Right. All of all took, you know, under ten seconds for you to go Google real quick, find it, copy, paste it, put it in there, instead of sitting down and actually thinking of what somebody said and 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 coming up with a response. Right. It's um. It's almost like it, they're judging. They're judging oh. people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course they are. You see a lot of judging in memes. You know, consider just the the uh, the source in the meme or the the target individual that they use. Those people, they have lives, they have families, they live in communities where people will recognize them. So even though the picture may be a ridiculous one, like I recall the girl making like a really awful face for her birthday because her dad had just happened to snap the photograph when it happened. And somehow it got out there on in internet land and they used it and it just like followed her for years. And they actually read an article like last year that showed these like meme people from five or 10 years ago, where are they now? Like anybody really gave a shit but apparently people really do. Huh. And it showed what, where, how they were in the, the original meme and, and where they had come, where they are now 10 years later. And, it, and, and they talked, I know, right? How do, you, how do you even find these people? But they do. And it did affect their lives. Um, some good, some ill. All in all, it, it, it does have an impact. Whether, whether it's an inspirational one with the Dalai Lama on it, you know, spouting out whatever his is, and, or, you know, one that's really super offensive. Like I saw some really... Funny, but really offensive ones, like really bad. Like I wouldn't even post them. <laughs> bad memes. Um, that says a lot. You know, Connor knows it. If I wouldn't <laughs> post it, that, that says a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter. They all have the same psychological effect. So you've got that one friend that posts like a, a cat meme over and over, like every hour on the hour. They probably need to seek some help. That's probably an addiction right there. Um, Absolutely. But it's also just a dumbing down, a mental laziness. We're not relying on our own cognitive functions to, to formulate our own answers. We're, we're going to some prefabricated answer. And uh, I like it. There's this great website that I love to use. It's called researchgate.net. And there was a researcher on there, uh, Gloria McMillan, I believe, from the University of Arizona, who attributed the use of means to uh, rats pulling a lever. 
that's how they train them in a laboratory. You know, to get their reward, they walk up, they pull the lever, their little pellet falls out. So now that they've been trained to pull that lever, the scientists or researchers can use that lever in other ways because the rat will pull it, thinking it's going to get a treat. Maybe it will. Maybe this time it gets a shock. I don't know. The point is, is that with the reward that they're getting from using the meme, whether that reward might be the feeling of being good, witty, funny, whatever, people click that stupid thumb and that gives them validation, I guess. It's triggering that same reward. They're getting the pellet in the form of that endorphin release. And it's scary because it reminds me a lot of, and I know people make this reference a lot, but 1984 with George Orwell, because they changed the vocabulary. If you remember, they were dumbing it down. You know, you say, though, this is double plus good instead of saying something is very good or very well. It's double plus good. Exactly. And I feel that memes are kind of like a dumbing down in that direction where people are going to be really selective about their, their electronics and stuff, but can't think for themselves anymore. They have to rely on that. There's a there's a great movie, if, if you haven't watched it, called Idiocracy. Uh, I believe it's by the, it's the same guy that created Beavis and Butthead and Office Space. Anyway, Idiocracy is a genius look into the future if we keep this direction going. Yeah, it's almost scary, isn't it? It's frightening. It and I, again, when I started this endeavor, I, I didn't... When you posed the question to me, I had no idea how complex it would become. Like, I have no good answers yet because there's so many variables and there's the research in London is such in its infancy that I could I could say best guess, but I don't even want to do that because I just don't know yet. And it really is alarming to see this this early research pointing towards just an overall a general dumbing down. Well, and it's very similar to George Lakoff's The Political Mind, which we have quoted a lot. Mm-hmm. It's in re- relation to talking points political parties use. And through these talking points, they create a groupthink. And these this groupthink and these talking points are often used, much like memes. Mm-hmm. I call those parrot people, the ones that will just spout out whatever the expert or politician says but yet they don't have the, the background knowledge to back up why they feel that way. Exactly, exactly. And, and they like don't the, understand. Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. And they don't, like in philosophy, we look at all sides of the argument because I want to understand where you're coming from. That way, when I make my argument, I know where I stand. But people don't want to do that these days. They want to just sit on their fat ass, watch television, listen to some expert spew out his bullshit and say, well, he's an expert. These guys say so. I'm just going to say what he says. And sure, exactly. they may, and they may silence a couple arguments with it because the people on the other side are no better. But if you try to, if you ask that that guy to explain why he supports that position, they'll be hard pressed to do it because they don't know why. They just mm-hmm. know so and so said so. And yeah, you're right. That is a lot like that's just. And memes can be a voice clip. They can be a, a video clip. They don't have to just be words on a picture. Video clips will suffice so i mean all of that you're right it, it is a form of just dumbing down it's it's loading their lips if you ever know a car salesman that's what they do when they go back in the office to talk to their manager the managers call it loading their lips because they tell the salesman exactly what to say when he goes back out and then when the people try to respond to it, he's like i don't know let me go talk to my manager because he doesn't know what the f- to say because he's not the one that came up with it <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what that kind of does and you can't have 
you know, intelligent discourse with people like that. It's the good example is like the social justice warriors. These broads just come running up screaming at people and they don't let you answer and they can't they can't formulate anything. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. They're just trying to incite anger. And, and it's another tactic that's just an attack or a quick meme beep and gone. People vanish. So I think that we're lacking just in solid discourse, like what the three of us are doing right now, just having a discussion about it. I mean, how often does this happen? Not often. Right. Not look often enough. Right. Exactly. And so, I mean, unfortunately, I can't, I'm holding up a meme, but I don't think you guys can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to keep talking and talking because I'm just waiting for this meme to kick in and it's not working. Damn it. Well, Adam, uh, I know yes, you sir. have another article coming out tomorrow on fake news. So everyone uh, head down to the rightleftchronicles.com oh. to check out Adam's new article on fake news. And we'll have to have you back maybe next week to talk about the fake news. That'd be great. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. because Trump is giving out the fake news award this afternoon. So it's perfect timing. Oh, perfect. I hope I win it. That'd be great. I hope I'm in the right. <laughs> It'd be a great honor coming from that. Ass. He would know fake news. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you indeed. And I look forward to next time. Well, we can agree to have you back. That's for sure. Yes, all right, great. We don't Appreciate always it. agree, but life's a journey and we're all in this together. Remember, don't become anyone's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Godspeed, Adam. Godspeed, Connor. And Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace. And thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.